to Everyone Loved It But Me. My name is Lisa Hedger. I am your host. I am a freelance writer, editor, and journalist in Central Ohio. This is a podcast where we analyze super popular books and offer up some different opinions. Today's episode is very unique. Today, I am going to share five celebrity memoirs that I'm looking forward to reading. And these are all memoirs that are very, very recent memoirs that have just come out. Now, it is certainly possible that one of these memoirs might be a book that I'll have a deep dive discussion on perhaps next year. But right now, I'm just going to share five I'm looking forward to reading. And before I jump into the show, quick favor, if you enjoy the show, please consider offering up a review on Apple Podcasts. That would really help people to find our bookish community. And now, on to the show. I'm super excited to start this episode. This is a little different format than I normally have on an Everyone Loved It But Me episode. Normally, it's a deep dive on a super, super popular book. This is a what I would call a book bits episode where I'm going to talk about five celebrity memoirs that I would be interested in reading. I will tell you, I traditionally don't read a lot of celebrity memoirs. These are all memoirs that have been published pretty recently, quite recently, and have gained a lot of attention. And several of these, a number of these memoirs, certainly number one and number two on my list, are celebrities, I think, that have not had an opportunity to share their stories. So similar, if you look back at the Everyone Loved It But Me uh, collection of books, I actually did three episodes on the Prince Harry memoir, Spare. And that was, I thought that was super unique because we'd really never heard him tell his own story. There were things I liked, didn't like, in that book, but I really enjoyed him getting to share his story. So number one on my list, and I am recording this at the end of October, October 29th, 2023. This book just came out. This is Britney Spears. There has been a lot of excitement about this particular book, The Woman in Me. This is Britney Spears, her memoir. Her memoir is The Woman in Me. This was just released October 24th. I am recording this episode less than one week after it was released. I'm recording this on October 29th. This book is is already extraordinarily popular. This is the book that I think would make a perfect Everyone Loved It But Me book to analyze because it's it's already super super popular. Already number one on Amazon. One thing I found that was super interesting is Britney Spears actually did not give one face-to-face interview about this book. For instance, if we think back to earlier this year with Prince Harry, he gave numerous, numerous face-to-face interviews. He was on 60 Minutes. I mean, you name it. Many, many, many face-to-face interviews. And this is kind of part of Brittany's story. She has said, hey, this is not going to happen. In fact, she actually has not given a face-to-face interview since back in 2018. 
that is super interesting to me. Now, a lot of that, I know she's going to be writing, she has written about in her book that goes back to that conservatorship and that essentially controlled her life and career. Now she is cleared. She wrote this book. She can, she can talk about it, but she chose not to. I was reading this article that was in the New York Times and they quoted Eleanor McManus, who's a former booking producer for CNN's Larry King Live, and said this is completely out of the ordinary to not be promoting the book with these live in-person interviews. And McManus said she was watching TV one day to find out which shows would be teasing a conversation with Spears. I was thinking, who got the first interview? Before realizing the answer was no one. And this book also has already reached the number one, number one on the New York Times bestsellers list. This book, it sounds like she delves into a lot of personal issues. She delves into, of course, what she experienced from the media, what she experienced from being in the spotlight. I'm super, super interested in reading this one. I was looking at one of the quotes that she says, and here it goes. It says, there have been so many times when I was scared to speak up because I was afraid somebody would think I was crazy. But I've learned that lesson now, the hard way. You have to speak the thing that you're feeling, even if it scares you. You have to tell your story. You have to raise your voice. And that, that's one of the reasons I, I think this one's just really interesting. I was reading another article, even from a lifelong Britney Spears fan. And that's what I think it appeals to me about this, because I think she's experienced so much trauma, so many horrific things in her childhood, that even if you're a fan of hers or not a fan of hers, I, I think this is a really, really interesting book to read and there was this is a particular article uh, from Detroit I'll include the link in the show notes where the author said you know I was a huge fan I thought I knew everything about her wasn't sure I would read it kind of thought oh you know what's gonna happen and then said look I realize this is not your average memoir and I don't want to get into too many spoilers like I said I haven't read it but just reading some articles about it certainly you know there there's a lot of information about it I tend to think most of what we've read about it is a lot of the same stuff but but it it seems that she really gets specific and she really shares kind of what she went through so that's why that's my number that's my number one book. And I think that's the one that, that we can kind of see as a, a deep dive analysis. Uh, regardless if I love it or don't love it or wherever I stand, I think that would be a great one to talk about on the show. Number two, now this this is kind of an odd one. This, this one goes from the TV show The Duggars. I don't know if anybody has watched that one. It was it used to be like... 18 Kids and Counting, and this is a new memoir from Jill Duggar Dillard. She is one of the original Duggar daughters, and the title of her memoir is Counting the Cost. And so she was, you know, raised in this very, very, very strict environment. 
where her father, I mean, she writes about this. Apparently he allegedly conned her into signing a contract. She goes, she will discuss how she must die during childbirth. Lots of revelations. But this family has received so much attention when they were on TLC. And everyone thought, oh my gosh, this family is so wonderful. And Jill Duggar in this memoir apparently talks about what it was really like. She is kind of a, described as a no-holds-barred look at what her life was really like behind the cameras. And the true cost that filming a reality series eventually took on her ultra-conservative Christian family. She writes, this is in People Magazine, my father and I do not have one-on-one contact. Of course, the Duggars, they have a response. Jim, Bob, and Michelle Duggar told people in a statement, we love our children very much, as with any family. Few things are more painful than conflicts or problems among those you love. We've aimed to deal honorably with our children, our finances, and other endeavors. While imperfect, it is our intent and desire to lead to live a life that honors Christ. They say we do not believe the best way to resolve conflicts, facilitate forgiveness, reconciliation, or to communicate through difficulties is through the media or a public forum, so they don't comment. But Jill, in this memoir, claims that her her dad tricked her into signing a contract with TLC on the night of her wedding. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in here. And again, I like this kind of memoir because she has previously been silenced, similar to Britney Spears. She was not allowed to have a voice for her whole childhood. She was not allowed to think what she wanted to think. She was not allowed to do what she wanted to do. You know, even for instance, you know, it sounds like they, the family wanted her to, they wanted to film her honeymoon. They wanted to film her having a baby. They wanted to film all these things and she didn't get this this choice according to to her perspective right that's that's why this is this is number two on on my list and i'm actually on a really really long wait at at the library that is number two that is by jill duggar dilliard and it is counting the cost now i'm going to jump into the number three book that i'm interested in the kind of the number three celebrity memoir that that I'm yeah that I'm very very curious and and would like to would definitely like to read another person I think who third kind of female who really hasn't had their voice their been able to tell their own story as much is Pamela Anderson this is love Pamela also just came out earlier this year love pamela it's a memoir of prose poetry and truth she we know her as one of the most famous playboy cover models and apparently she really opens up about how her early life how her hollywood persona was was not her reality it kind of explores looking back you know I don't know, probably not everyone will remember this. She was also on this TV show called Baywatch. There was, you know, a celebrity sex tape of her. There were all of these different, very, very high dramatic things happening in in her life. This review I read said that Anderson is a natural storyteller, which shouldn't come as a surprise. Her ability to sustain a personal narrative is what's kept her in the public eye. 
for going on for decades. Love, Pamela is a dazzling and occasionally dizzying ride through this period in which vivid scenes of the 80s and 90s decadence bump up against blind items about Russian oligarchs and brief but iconic celebrity cameos. Yes, and this quotes, you have no organs, Tom Ford tells her approvingly after lacing her into a corset for a photo shoot. This this is an article from Vanity Fair. I will include links to that in the show notes. It goes on to say, woven, th- woven throughout are passages written in verse. Okay, let's think about that for a second. Passages written in verse. Vanity Fair goes on to say, which is not as annoying as it sounds. There's so much going on that you need the extra line breaks to catch your breath. That I have found interesting, and I've heard others say that, that it's kind of in this verse poetry style. It does, quite frankly, sound a little annoying to me, but I am willing to give it a try because it it clearly is is unique. And I feel like it's high on my list because I, I think that she really hasn't had an opportunity to kind of share her story. That is number three on my list. Number four on my list is a celebrity I know very, very, very little about. I would say this is a celebrity I've heard the least amount of all of the celebrities memoirs that I'm discussing today. This is Page Boy by Elliot Page. Elliot Page was in the very, very, very popular movie Juno. And Elliot Page is also in the super, super successful Netflix show, The Umbrella Academy. I've watched some episodes of that one. And Elliot Page was a child actor from Canada, really burst on the scenes at age 20 with that breakout performance in the title role of Juno. That was back in 2007. And then went on, has been in roles such as Inception, an X-Men movie. But this is, looking back on this particular article kind of describing this it essentially says much of the memoir told in non-sequential flashbacks and flash forward centers on page's path to understand he who he really was against a backdrop of bullying eating disorders stalking sexual harassment and assault page grew up in nova scotia the child of divorced parents a less than loving father and a mother hoping against hope for a conventional child than the gender outlaw she seemed to be raising. Can I be a boy? Paige asked his mother at the age of six. This this one looks like it's, it's you know, it's going to be a, a tough read. And honestly, like, you know, a lot of these celebrity memoirs are, are a challenge to read because they're, they, they have difficult topics, difficult discussions, you know, that, that we're going to be reading about. So essentially he's going to talk about how he decided to come out as gay in 2014, which is listed here as kind of more than, more a necessity than a decision, he writes. Page flirted with, but backed away several times from the notion that he might be trans. This is from the book here. My shoulders opened. My heart was bare. I could be in the world 
in ways that felt impossible before, he writes, coming out as gay, but deep down an emptiness lurked. That undertone, its whisper still ripe and in my ear. And this particular review says it's in that tortured, contradictory, internal monologue familiar to other trans people as we contemplate what seems to be extraordinary, unimaginable truth. That Page Boy is most powerful. Page doesn't really delve into questions of masculinity or what it means to be a man, but he brings to life the visceral sense of gender dysphoria, or at least one type of dysphoria. The sense that your body is betraying you. It's an utterly alien sensation for those who haven't experienced it. Wow, like this one, every time I read something about about this particular book, this, it, it just looks, it does, it looks so powerful. So that, and I will include that link as well in the show notes. But this is, yeah, this is hot on top, you know, hot on one of my lists. I've talked to several people, several friends who have already read this particular book and they say it is extraordinarily, extraordinarily powerful. Uh, it teaches us so, so much. And I, I, I'm, I, I would really like to read this book. So this is, this is high on my list page boy. That is number four. Number five, number five is kind of a completely different kind of book than the others I listed, right? So like the first, really, I'd probably say the first four are, I think, about individuals who really haven't had a chance to tell their own story and were silenced in different ways. Number five is about Henry Winkler. And it is called Being Henry, The Fonz and Beyond. So I'm talking to you, as I said, on October 29th. That's when I'm recording this. This will come out on November 1st. And Henry Winkler's book will come out on Halloween, October 31st. So this one is going to be hot off the presses right when this podcast episode drops. And I do feel like Henry Winkler has had an opportunity to, to kind of probably share and tell his story more than the others and and maybe maybe not like may maybe I'm wrong on that right maybe I'll read it and go oh my gosh Lisa like actually he hasn't he has felt silenced you know I don't know but I I will say I think this one is on my list just because I really like him <laughs> so he he is just he's just a person I find really really fascinating when I've seen him in interviews I always feel like he's so very candid. For instance, if you think back to the super, super popular Tom Hanks movie, Turner and Hooch, apparently Henry Winkler had was the original director. And I've seen Henry Winkler be interviewed and people say, oh, can you please tell us like what happened? We heard that you and Tom Hanks didn't get along. You know, why, why are you no longer, you know, why did you not direct that, you know, fun film? And Henry Winkler has this response. I can include this in the show notes as well, where he basically says, he's like, I got along so great 
with the dog and he just has this pause and it's perfect comedic timing it was just clear that he and Tom Hanks did not get along and they both just kind of had to to agree to disagree although I think uh, Henry Winkler did want to continue filming that particular movie but apparently I was kind of looking at some reviews of this particular memoir and he's I guess he's going to share about he will be talking about some of his childhood and he's going to be talking about living his life with severe dyslexia I do think that's something I personally haven't heard as much about so I really I really like that I really like the idea of him being more vulnerable he's so funny so I'm sure I mean we know a lot of celebrity memoirs of course have ghostwriters perfectly fine with that but I I think if we get to see his his humor in this particular book I think it will be a delight I'm hoping so and this particular review says being Henry is a memoir about so much more than a life in Hollywood and the curse of stardom it is a meaningful testament to the power of sharing truth and kindness and of finding fulfillment within yourself and that was kind of in the description of being Henry the Fonz and beyond so that those are kind of the top five memoirs that celebrity I should say celebrity memoirs I'm looking forward to I will say I've only we've only done deep dives on a handful of celebrity memoirs because I feel like you know a lot of times it's hard to be like oh I didn't like what they said I mean people are writing about their their lives but there are different things there are some celebrities who I think are more candid than others and there are some who have also matured and grown and are at a time where they can look back on their life and reflect in a way that perhaps uh, others can't. So I'm hopeful, like I'm hopeful we're going to see that from Britney Spears. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of hers, like I said, is, is more, I think things just like terrible childhood, terrible relationships, like you know things that she didn't have a lot of control over so that's what I'm looking forward to to hearing from her and certainly look if you've got some some celebrity memoirs you'd like to see me discuss on the show please reach out to me my website is www.everyoneloveditbutme.com I'm also on Twitter which is now X LinkedIn Facebook and Instagram just search Lisa Hedger, H-E, D as in Daisy, G-E-R, or everyone loved it but me, and you can find me there. And I love building this bookish community, and I love analyzing and talking books with other literary lovers. So please reach out to me. I hope that you have a lovely day, and most importantly, I hope you get time to read today.